It Chapter 2 is two hours and 49 minutes long. Brunch! Hit it, boys! It Chapter 2 is two hours and 49 minutes long. Insanely too long. Like that at is, least a half an hour too long. That movie sucks. <laughs> I, I I hate that movie. The the reviews suggest, or like the initial Rotten Tomato score suggests that it's pretty good. Yeah. You know what? I don't need It Chapter 2 to be two hours and 40 minutes. What are we doing here? It is a remake of a miniseries for television Based off a novel, I don't it even like think you can call it a miniseries. From a cool thing, <laughs> like it started as like a scary ass novel written by Stephen King. Then they made a what? What would you call it? Uh, uh, like a TV, a TV event or something? Because it was just it was okay. just like two TV movies, right? Basically, yeah, yeah. It was it was broken into multiple parts. I don't know how many things it was. I, th- I think you're right. Like it, a it, limited it event, the, right? I can't even. Um, it is so far removed from being like. Uh, to borrow your uh, term, event that like two hours and forty nine minutes for a sequel to that. Like, I, man, like I thought the first one was cool. I was right. glad that it came out cool. Uh, one of the that the Pennywise was a Skarsgård. Yeah, yep. even better. Like all, all these great things. Yeah, the little kid who was uh, way too worried about was he worried about like finances and stuff. He was a hypochondriac. Oh, he was a hypochondriac. Yeah. But you could tell that he was going to get into he, finance later. That's that's what it chapter two is going to be. He. It's just going to be, you know what it is, that that like extra 30, 40 minutes is probably just him like trying to, to decide like where he's going to eat for dinner or like how he's going to budget his uh, his family's expenses. Yes. He like that's a kid who's going to like balance checkbooks and stuff. <laughs> yes. it, actually, no, he'll be ahead of the curve. He'll probably be innovative and uh, make. He's got, he's got st- like into it, uh, like uh, whatever, tax books and shit like that. Yeah. He, he's going to be very, very successful. Uh, you said that's what it chapter two will cover did they hit everything in the first one no well i mean it's the same thing as the tv event okay where so it's like one half, was half of it yeah and so they first they clearly set up that there was going to be a second one yeah yeah definitely and everybody sort of like assumed there would be a second one anyway because there were only the kids cast for the first one and the adult part oh there's the adult part that's right the adult part yeah there is the adult part for for it uh, like the first one, the TV event, right? And That's I think that like was like flashbacks. widely. I think it's like going back and forth in the first one. Yeah, and I think it was widely panned, like the second part of it. Of as the, far like, as Tim I, Curry one, yeah, I think so. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you, the second part of this one is getting widely panned right now because <laughs> right. two hours and forty nine minutes for the sequel to a remake of a horror we're going with tv event yeah. are you kidding and me it's it's not like it is is being presented as like this new out of the box thing right like midsomar gets away with being like 2 hours and 30 minutes because how yeah how long is midsomar it's 2 I think it's like 2:30 i i know the the director's cut was almost 3 right and uh, I think that you can get away with it because it's like this different, like long-winded thing, and it, it's sort of two eighteen. So right, okay. you know, like two and a half. And it's sort of like Ari Aster is an outside of the box guy. 
I really don't he's think got clout right now. Right. And I don't think we're going to come away from it. Chapter two being like, wow, they did some crazy different shit there. It's yeah. just a fucking horror movie that does not need to be two hours and 30 minutes Two, but it isn't. It's two hours and 49 <laughs> minutes long. Oh my God. Uh, you just mentioned Ari Aster and how he can probably get away with a little something, something because he was riding that hereditary bump. Yeah. Let me ask you this. This came up the other day. I was chatting with our pal, Brian, uh, What's Damien Chazelle's stock like right now? It's got to be. It's got to be still really high. Still I mean, super I, high. I didn't love First Man. That's because no one loved it. Yeah, I mean, it was they, a lovable movie. That's true. Uh, there were some that people that there were fest. some people that said First Man was like the best movie or one of the best movies that came out that year. I don't know if oh. they didn't see any other movies. There's some right. Yeah, <laughs> man. They must have been exclusively watching TV events that year. I wouldn't say that First Man was bad. It was just like it was disappointing. It was boring for what it yeah. was. Right. I mean, it was shot really well, and it, it was executed like te- from a technical standpoint. Right. Really well, you're cool. You're shooting, you're shooting images of Ryan Gosling. It's right. going to be In well space. shot. It's it's going to be well shot. But yeah, I, I was just wondering because uh, La La Land rode that wave of this is the best to it's overrated to why is everyone being so mean? Why can't you just let them have fun? To it won Best Picture. To it didn't win Best Picture. And then, and that was coming off Whiplash, where everybody was like, "Yo, this guy is the next big thing," and he's making movies with Ryan Gosling. And the First Man just ends up being kind of bleh. I, uh, I, I don't know what he's working on right now or anything. I was but just looking that up. I think that he's doing. I think that his. I might be wrong, but I think that his next movie has John David Washington. Really? Yeah. I, I could be like mixing him up with somebody, but I thought. That uh, that his new movie had John David Washington. You know, it's a new movie that's been a real talker. Oh, are we, so we're gonna see it, Chapter Two. Oh yeah, but I sure. am not excited about it. I am excited about it. I just two hours and forty nine minutes. I know, man. It's just that's way too long winded for me. But I'm still excited to see the conclusion. The cast is really great, so I'm still I'm not gonna tr- I'm not gonna crush it before I go see it. Uh, there was a preview for. A Between Two Ferns movie, that is very high on the that doesn't interest me list. Like, I like everything about it. I loved Between Two Ferns when it first came out. I love John Hamm. Will Ferrell has had a mostly great career. All the people involved seem great. That's just going to be so stupid. It's going to be very... I said it on on, uh, on Twitter that, like, this is a movie that, that absolutely nobody needed, but... I think now that I've seen it, like we, I want it. Ah, like, see, yeah. I want to see. Like the, the, fact the trailer that, was better than I expected, right? But the the fact that it's on Netflix makes all the difference for me. Oh, right, yeah. You don't got to move around, right? And stuff. It, it's like the most mindless, effortless thing that you could watch, and I and I think that because of that, I'm very in on it. On the subject of Netflix, Dave Chappelle came out with his special. We could have hit it last week. We didn't. I don't know if maybe maybe I hadn't seen it yet, um, but I've since seen it. I've seen it a couple times. Called Sticks and Stones. Quick uh, sidebar: uh, Damien Chazelle is. It's not the John David Washington movie. Is not Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle is working on a TV series. Okay, so Damien Chazelle's stock is Canceled. so low <laughs> that the cool thing that we think he's doing is not him. We got him confused with someone who's doing he's something better, cool. Yes. Yeah, actually, I think I think the uh, the John David Washington thing is Christopher Nolan. Really? Yes. Well, is John David Washington in the TV series by any chance? I don't know. I do not think so. That could be cool. Now he's in Ballers, though. 
John David Washington's in Ballers? That's where he got like his start, man. Really? Yeah. Man. Like that's how I first I've probably said it 2,000 times, but if I had a nickel for every three minutes of Ballers (laughs) I've watched while waiting to watch whatever is on after Ballers, oh boy, I'd be just, it it would be loud when all those nickels hit the floor. Dollar, dollar. Bills, y'all. Yeah, Dave Chappelle special, Sticks and Stones. Uh, it is it his it's his fifth special with Netflix, I think. Right? No way. I think it is because he released two. I know two twice. Right? He had the 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 bird. One of them involved a bird, and there were two, and then one of them uh, involved something else, and that was the first batch of them. So I okay. think this is his fifth. I think he's got a sick special deal with Netflix, which, man, good for you. He's probably getting shitload of tons money. of money. This is is this the most controversial of them? Uh, yeah, it or has I, to be. It has to be. I can't tell if people are just like so tired of saying we hate Dave Chappelle now that they're like I, I am. I'll tell you, man. I went right to the ringer after I watched oh, this. God. Because I was, I was like, I know what this is going to be. It's going to be a, like, we just have to stop watching Dave Chappelle. And that- it was kind of close to that. It was uh, Dave Chappelle's provocations have turned predictable. After his fifth Netflix stand-up special, Sticks and Stones, the renowned comic is becoming harder and harder to romanticize. Give me a fucking break. So I'll say uh, that he continues to make offensive jokes I enjoyed it. I don't think yeah. it was. I don't think it was killing them softly. It was. It, it doesn't go down right. as a classic. But I thought this was, was the best of the bunch, like it, of his recent bunch. It was. Uh, I liked the, this one, and I liked the one, whatever one, when he was sitting down. The one yeah, that was like, like the very, tiny club. Yeah, the one was yeah, like okay. very casual. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was very provocative. Uh, makes you think about a lot of things. And ultimately, I, I watched this through the lens of this is a Dave Chappelle special when a lot of people have decided we we're not going to laugh at Dave Chappelle anymore. And if you don't find it, like if you don't find Dave Chappelle funny, like by all means, Whatever, and, and yeah. hell, like if he's if if he's told a joke that 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 hurt you or you, you don't like, like God, free country, right. like hate him, tr- like I don't know, I, I wouldn't say try to cancel. Th- Anybody who hasn't broken the law, but like if if you're done with him and you'd like to, um, and you you'd like to 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 talk people into why he's not worth watching, that's fine. But I was watching this through the lens of like people are offended at this. And this like, is while this is a Dave Chappelle special in the day and age where people aren't like yes, it's a new Dave Chappelle special, and there's like half the population that's like. Well, now what's he going to say? And uh, I thought it was thoughtful. Some of the, there, there were some really funny jokes in there. Uh, it was it was offensive, of of course it was. It didn't seem hateful. There was one part of it that made me cringe like crazy. That I'm like, dude, remove this from your set. When he was talking about, um, what, he was uh, acting out if he identified as, as Chinese, Chinese yeah. instead of black. Yeah. <laughs> that was thing. like tough and not funny or whatever, but like the audience was laughing. Uh, anyway, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was a good special thought. It was funny. I thought that it was uh, very interesting. The story that he told about the trans woman who said she was like, I read in the, 
Did, did you did you watch the whole thing? At the, at the oh, end, I didn't see. The, I didn't see the end. There's an epilogue. Yeah, I didn't see uh, that. So he like takes questions and he's just like kind of telling stories and stuff. And he's telling a story about um, he was doing his act and it was in a small club. He was he was just like workshopping stuff and um, there was a trans woman in the front row and she was having a great time like laughing like he he said he like couldn't take his eyes off her because she had like this this great smile and so he was constantly reminded like hey trans people hate you and you're doing this set right now and you've got some trans jokes coming up in your set like what do you do and he decided that he was like if I'm not going to say these jokes in front of a trans person, I'm not going to do these jokes at all. So right. he did the jokes and he said that like the audience was looking at her to be like, are we allowed to laugh at this? And she was laughing. And he said that like later on in the night, um, he was in the club and she was there and she was like, Hey, great set, blah, blah. They started talking and they, they grabbed a drink and she said that, uh, she was like, hey, I read in the New York Times that like you're a bad guy because uh, you humanize R. Kelly because you make jokes about him. And he was like, yeah, you, you know, like, what can you do? I can't please everybody. Like, that's their opinion. And she was like, well, they don't write that you humanize like me by talking about me. And I thought that was kind of interesting that uh, and then that would that that's also been part of the reaction to this uh Alex English, a gay comedian, uh, in a piece where like different comedians react to the Dave Chappelle special, was basically saying like, if Dave Chappelle, a guy who makes fun of everybody, does a special, and there he's not talking about gay people, then like, I'd be like, why isn't he talking about us? Like, right, why, yeah, like yeah. especially in 2019, where like we're we're trying to push equality and like. What, yeah, that's a good point. That's where he was. He was saying this. This guy was gay. He was saying that just like personally, he would be like, "Why? Why won't you talk about gay people?" You right. know. So that that's interesting. And I mean, again, I'm not, not telling anybody how to feel, but um, yeah, it, I think it's just it, it's becomes like obviously we're in a very like uber sensitive society at this point, and, and you know, cancel culture and, mm-hmm. and everything that goes into that. It's just like a very, very uh, like iffy waters when you when it comes to comedy and comedians because like for so long comedians have just like there have been comedians that make their money by pushing boundaries and being controversial yeah. and, and like and saying things and I think at the end of the day if it's funny like that's that's part of comedy like it's it's the it's the sort of Anthony Jeselnik thing where it's like. Okay, he makes these jokes about like horrible, horrible tragedies, but he does it in a way that's fucking funny and you can't help but laugh about it. And like that is more impressive than honestly like anything is like when you when you do something that is like so like the best sort of comedy is like, oh, I shouldn't be laughing, right, like, but you, I kind you, of you're, am. You're you're making me laugh uh while talking about something that generally I wouldn't find funny. Right. And so I think that like it's a very awkward place for and awkward time for comedians and I have a lot of trouble with all these people who are like, well he said he said he made trans jokes, he's he's transphobic and yeah. like we got to cancel him. It's like, no, that's that's who he is. That's who he's been and for like decades. Like, and like I I think that that he like fucks with 
everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, I, I don't love to do, like, a... Well, I bet he's a good person, because, like, we found out that you don't really fucking know a lot right. of the time, so... Right. But I just think Kevin that, Kevin Spacey like, seemed like the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> I just think that, that y- if you are, like, an equal opportunity person who goes after people across the board... Oh, yeah. Then that shouldn't be off the table, especially if you're a comedian. And I think that Dave Chappelle has done that over the course of his career, where he should have that, like, right... To be able to make jokes about people that he wants to make jokes about if he's doing it for a wide variety of, of people. What I did find interesting was that this special was very much affected by the times. Like, there aren't any, like, hey, you ever notice that, like, ducks walk funny bits? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. all about, like, here's what people have been saying about me. Here's what people said about Kevin Hart. Here's what people said about Louis C.K., Me Too movement. Um, I'll tell you, the man. opioid crisis, like everything, like the the opioid crisis, and him doing a bit on guys not uh, should on how guys shouldn't have any say in right. uh, in uh, abortion. The, those were like the only two like general topics he hit. Yeah, that was basically like a a stand up comedy set for like a modern uh, like a modern uh, issues course because that is kind of what 2019 well, is. That's is what like, I was, we're I was just, just gonna like, say. Like, about ourselves, you know and, what you know what else like th- that is. It's like a lot of stand up comedy now. It's just all like very timely jokes, right. About what's going on. I did wonder though. I'm like, man, like, could there have been different jokes and better jokes if he wasn't just if? Because clearly, all that's on Dave Chappelle's mind is like, you guys are are too sensitive. You guys are whatever. And at work last week, we were talking about like the Carly Lloyd thing, how mm-hmm. she was, uh, she, how she can kick field goals, and how a team had uh, asked her to play in the fourth preseason game. And I was all for her playing in the fourth preseason game because I was like, that will make exciting like i will tune into a fourth preseason game hell yes go carly lloyd go usa let's do it um and then it turned into like a bigger discussion and multiple days we were talking about like should carly lloyd be in the nfl do you want to see carly lloyd in the nfl and my i thought about it came to my conclusion came to my answer and i said to my producers i do not want to be in those blocks i don't want to talk about it because my answer is I am petrified of watching a man make any sort of contact with a woman on a football field. And that is, I think, probably not the most popular answer. I learned from coworkers, from friends I talked to about it. Everybody that at least I've interacted with that's fair. is like, 100%. It, if she it, wants to play, let her play. And if she's going to get tackled, she signed up for it, whatever. And I, don't, I just don't want that. But I know that when, if I go on TV and I say... I don't want to see Carly Lloyd in the NFL. These are the reasons why I'm very I my eyes don't want to see a, a man making contact with uh, a woman. I know that. Oh well, you know you're on the same side as guys who are saying they don't want to see her in the NFL for different reasons. Sexist. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, man, like I just I just want no part of this because I know it gets so big, and that's that's, that's like that's stupid su- that on my part. Well, though. that's yeah, that sucks, but it's it's kind of like where. That's what I hate about like 2019 is because like if you're not on the same side as somebody, yeah. you're automatically a bad person or like you're automatically fucking wrong or you're canceled. It's like even if you have your own reasons that that aren't necessarily problematic, like if you don't if if I don't agree with you, you're you're fucking done. It's yeah, like, that's annoying. The scariest thing. It's such a it, hive mind. Yes. The, the scariest thing is 
people being afraid to have a conversation. And I always, I've throughout like my life, I've thought that like if there's a if there's like a tough issue, if there's whatever, like the worst thing you can do is say like. I don't find it worth it to talk this out or to find a, or to find common ground or to understand your side of it and have you understand yeah. my side of it. And that was a case where I was like, man, like I am petrified to have the yeah, that was super conversation. I think that there is like a discussion. But I to, think that a lot of people would do that though. Like they'd realize like yeah, for sure, I'm a, I'm a liberal a and I like there. women more than men, yet I'm on this the same side as but a that just dummy sounds, who that just sounds like you like doubting your own opinion. Because your own opinion has merits, yeah, and you can you can I believe in your ability to sufficiently defend yourself in your opinion. Oh, I was so you should have though. You should have fucking gone on TV instead. Of, like Ooh, they they ended up forcing me to multiple times, and then the blocks ended up being about like DJ's so scared to talk about this, <laughs> and it ended up being kind of <laughs> kind of funny, but. Uh, yeah, don't be afraid to have the conversation. And uh, listeners, if you don't like the, the Chappelle special, or I don't say like, because like, I mean, again, I didn't think that it was killing him softly. I don't think it was like an iconic thing or anything, but and like it, it's, it, it made me still like, if he, when he puts out the sixth one, I'm going to be like, yo, Dave Chappelle is America's uncle, in my opinion. I'm going to watch it because yeah. I, I, I still Dave like Chappelle's Dave great. Chappelle, but if yeah. you don't like Dave Chappelle, then like that's your fucking, that's your prerogative. You don't have to like Dave Chappelle, but like, I think that if you're you're like trying to to cancel Dave Chappelle or say that Dave Chappelle's problematic, right. I think you're off base. Yeah, have the conversation with us. Give us a call on the morning <laughs> buzz. I'll tell you, I've listened to the beginning of the Where You All Sitting episode like 100 times. The uh, I mean, we we got to say things like give us a call, whatever. <laughs> the, hey, I, you can weigh in. The responses to that episode were very, very good. Like, yeah. like people loved that episode. And I think that the opening was a big. Part I was of it. in Maine with my parents that weekend, and I didn't have my phone with me, and we were just like hanging out. Actually, I think we watched. Uh, I think that was when I watched the Notebook for the first time. I was just like hanging out. I wasn't drinking. Was was just behaving. Oh, you watched the Notebook? Yes. I what do you think? Because I was saving. It, would... I was saving it for my first wife. And I was okay. like, this isn't going to happen. The world's only got like a couple years left, and I probably won't get married in that time. I, I can't believe that this wasn't like an immediate podcast topic. What do you think? I do have, th- I do have a lot of thoughts on it. All right, we'll it. But we do have to hit on uh, Midsommar. Midsommar director's cut uh, came out, and neither of us saw it. Yeah, we didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, I've, I feel very I feel very bad for like the brand, because... yeah. We should have seen missed it. Opportunity. There was a small window when we both could have seen it, and it would have probably killed both of us. I also feel a little guilty because, like, got to be honest with you, I didn't really want to see it. Like, I was going to say, you might like Midsommar a little less. I, I like it a little less, but it's definitely, I mean, it's one of my, I, I did my top 10 favorite movies of the summer, and I think it oh, came cool. in at, like, three. Hell yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's, that's probably somewhere where, around where it would be for me. Yeah. Uh, tell you who did see it. Randy saw it. Randy saw it. Randy saw the movie. Hey. Hey, here's something that you might not know. September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. I don't know why the hell that exists, but it does, and it's a fact. Most people aren't aware of the of that. Uh, and in I would be caught dead not being aware of that. <laughs> in fact, most people aren't even aware that they need life insurance at all. Uh, that's why 40 percent of Americans don't even have it. Crazy. What are you even doing? But life, getting life insurance doesn't need to be difficult or expensive. Right now, prices are the lowest that they've been in 20 years, and Policy Genius has made it easier than ever to get covered and to take advantage of those low prices. 
Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the hard work and do the paperwork and red tape for you. Uh, for lazy, very irresponsible people like me and DJ, that is a huge selling point. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you with the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. So if you need life insurance, but you just haven't gotten around to it like because you're a lazy, lazy sack of crap, National Life Insurance Awareness Month is, is as good a time as any to get started. So go to policygenius.com. Uh, get quotes and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. You have no excuse. Get that life insurance. Don't be irresponsible. You could die at any minute. So uh, Policy Genius, it's the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. You have no excuse. Go get after it. Hey, pal. Yeah, we uh, we were just talking about the fact that we uh, neither one of us saw Midsommar, the director's cut, and how bad of a look it is for our brand. So we decided that we had to bring in somebody who did see it and you're basically like the Midsommar stand, so it was appropriate that you're here now. I saw it twice. Holy wow. shit, You have no life. Well, I mean, like, one of them was a date, Pete, so you know what? Eat my dick. That is like a real, that is like a real, like, I'm comfortable who I am and how somebody views me movie to take on a date. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or it's like, or it's like a, this person that I'm dating is a, is a especially <laughs> a director's cut. I love the move of bringing a date to a director's cut. What's well, funny because I posted about it and this girl was like, "Oh man, you should have took me." And I was like, "Well, go, I'll watch that shit again." I did that with Straight Outta Compton. I saw Straight Outta Compton, and then my buddy Dwayne was like, "Hey man, when are we seeing Straight Outta Compton?" And I didn't have the heart to tell him I'd already seen it, and I was like. Let's see Straight Outta Compton, Dwayne. And then we saw it. It was the best. Same story. Nice. I want to ask what happens in the Midsommar director's cut. But first I want to ask, do they show what happens to Connie? Uh, they don't They don't show, like, Connie's, like, murder. But, yes, they show what happens to Connie. Do we want to start with that or do we want to go through the whole movie? Like, what they've added and what they've uh, what they've expanded on. Yeah, give, give us the works. What do they add? What do they expand on? And what happens to Connie? <laughs> okay. So, first, firstly, um, the beginning of the film all the way up until the fight after the party is all the same. Okay. Mm. So that whole sort of like preamble, like prologue sequence is, is, is all the same. I'm going to say, I'm going to interject. And I then, don't like that. I think that if you're releasing a director's cut, you've got to add something right off the bat because otherwise... Even if sit- it wasn't from the original thing, just throw in <laughs> something new to make it longer. Because otherwise you're just sitting there being like, all right, what's different? And it's like, I don't think any of this is different. It's just like, this like bugged into your brain yeah. that, that you're like, I'm looking, was that in the original? Was that, I don't feel like anything's different here. Just throw something in different. Right but I, I will say as someone who saw it two and a half times and Randy has seen it like 41 times, I think that you, you, you could probably tell as you were watching it, you were like, this is new. This is new. This is new. You didn't, did you have any like, Oh no, I, what was this in it? Well, I mean like there were, there were like a couple of like, wait, what? And then I go like, Oh yeah, no, this definitely wasn't in it. Um, because a lot of it was just like like the scenes just go on longer, um, uh, so that's like the first the first thing that they add um, is when Danny and uh, Christian have the fight after the party, 
that scene goes on for another five minutes. Damn, that scene, that's not, that scene seemed very long to begin with anyway. Yeah, um, but it's great, but it's also like, like immediately you're like, Christian's a piece of shit. Like, this is like, they could call this the Christian is a piece of shit cut, because that's essentially what, what the director's cut is. It's just Christian being more of a piece of shit. I seen on Reddit that uh, it makes you understand Christian more. Um, I guess. I don't... Uh, like Not in a good way. Not in a good way. I mean, I, don't, I, I was wondering, I was like, what more could there be to understand about him? I mean, he doesn't seem... He doesn't seem like satan but he's a piece of shit yeah it's it's like he starts he's like right off the bat he's gaslighting the fuck out of danny um and he like she's like bawling and begging him not to leave her in the in the seat in the like the extended scene and um and then he uh to get out of it he finally goes well i was gonna invite you to sweet uh, and she, and he goes for your birthday and she's like what and he and she goes what and he goes but you ruined a surprise oh what a oh, that is that, classic christian man all right that uh that is definitely like that is a little even more douchey than you have already thought he was yeah no i like uh, uh, immediately you're just like yeah, you're like, fuck, this guy is a fucking piece of shit. That makes, like, the, la- the later uh, part of the movie where he forgets her birthday even more ridiculous. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's, like, extend that part, and then the drive, the sort of road trip to Horga is longer. That doesn't interest me. No, I saw, Reddit says that it makes uh, Pell sound more calculated. Ooh. Uh, yes. yes. For somebody who's not, who doesn't understand Reddit or claims to not understand Reddit, you are on Reddit a lot. Oh, I, I am heavy <laughs> on the Midsommar Reddit. That is correct. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get in that Midsommar subreddit. Um, so how do we understand Pele? Yeah, so, uh, I think the main thing is, like, um, uh, there's a book that's, that they don't, like, that's featured in a shot in the theatrical cut that you actually like get a close up on and, and Danny like mentions it. And it's, uh, it's a book that Josh is reading called the secret Nazi language of the Uthar. And so it's like, um, it's the language that, um, the Horga use. And so Danny's like, what's up with that book, Josh? And Pele goes, Oh, that's just something Josh likes to have around because he's like picking on me or whatever. Um, and then you sort of get from Christian that he's that he's interested in doing this for his like thesis. It, it, this happens in the car, and uh, and Danny's like, "Oh wow, you've really like indoctrinated these guys." And, and Pele goes, "Oh, Josh was indoctrinated already. Josh was indoctrinated when I found him." Um, uh, and so yeah, you sort of get the idea that Pele's just like. Um, uh, it's, it's definitely like, like he's yeah, he's calculating this whole situation. Um, okay. like, like this was yeah. the perfect group. Uh, all right. I like that. I like that. I think that's, that's something that is necessary or, uh, helps further drive home the movie. So then I think we go all the way to the scene after the Atestupa. Um, 
and which is another fight between Danny and Christian, which lasts for much longer. Um, where she's sort of like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Let's fucking leave this place. And he straight up goes, no, I'm staying. You can go if you want. I'm glad that that is not in it because what I love about Midsommar is that there's never that urgent, we've got to get out of here thing. And I think that that makes it so much less settling. Well, she like, cause, uh, and even like, she even like sort of states the danger even more when he's like, I, I, I want to do this for my thesis. Like he's already like stating it several times before he has like the fight with Josh when he like, um, admits that he's going to do it. He's like telling Danny basically the whole time. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely mm. doing, uh, doing this for my thesis. Um, and she's like, what are you talking about? They're not going to let you write about this. They've been doing, they, you know, they do these sort of things and no one's ever talked about it. They're not going to let you just walk out of here and, and, and write about this. And it's like, Oh shit. Danny's like already going like, they're going to fucking kill your ass if you fucking try any shit. Right. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if I need that. Like, I think like DJ said, I like that they're kind of have been like, not brainwashed, but sort of convinced that like there's a constant flow okay. of drugs and everything yeah. that like it, it's plausible that they could end up hanging around as long as they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then as they're fighting, uh, a whole bunch of the villagers come like walking past, and they're like, "Oh, hey, there's another thing going on. Join us." And this is the only. Uh, this takes place at night. This is like the only scene in the village that takes place at night, like when it's dark. Um, and so they go to a river and they start sort of like, uh, they, they, uh, throw a tree into the river to like appease the gods. And then it seems like they're doing like, like actual, like theater. Like it seems like they're, they're saying like scripted lines. Um, does, uh, what's his name? Does Mark? No, I was going to say, how long can we get before we get any new Mark stuff? (laughs) Oh yeah, no. Mark has new stuff like peppered throughout. It's it's a lot of him being a, a, a douche. Um, it's just more of him being a douche. Um, awesome. Uh, <laughs> so like Love in, it. The, in the car ride, it's just a lot of shots of Danny like just like watching the road go past, and you just hear Mark running his mouth like the whole time about like YouTube videos that he's watching, um, <laughs> and about a girl with uh, three clits that he saw in a video. Oh my god! Um, classic. So, Mark. so it is. It is very classic, Mark. And then at the um, at sort of the, the dinner before the Atesupa, when the like the old man gets up and he's like singing a song and Mark just kind of leans over to Josh and he's like, what do you think would happen if I stuck my fingers at that guy's butt, right? <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy, did he have it coming. Yeah. Again, like none, none of them like deserved to die, but the whole Mark thing is like, man. I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a real piece of shit. Okay. So they're at the river. They're doing this sort of like um, what seems like this sort of theater, and they throw a tree in the river to like appease the gods. And uh, one of the guys goes, "The gods are not appeased. We need another sacrifice." I can hear, I can hear the sound of rumbling or whatever. Um, and this little kid comes up, and he's sort of like draped in like this uh, sort of like mossy-looking stuff, like a, a little costume. Um, and uh, he comes up and he's like, I'll do it. I'll sacrifice myself. And so then two villagers pick him up and then they put a boulder, like a, like a large rock on top of him. And they start swinging him back and forth, like to throw him into the river. Um, 
with like this huge weight on him. And, and then Danny like loses her shit and like goes, no, 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 stop. And then all the women of the village stand up and go, no, 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 stop. He showed his bravery. Don't do it. Um, and so they're like, okay, you're right. He did show his bravery. We won't sacrifice him to the gods. And so the thing that he's wearing is the exact same thing that's on Connie and her hair's wet. And she obviously sort of has like that, um, like her, like her skin is like, uh, looks like she's been like sitting and like sitting in water. So she's obviously been drowned. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Cause when, when they're carrying her, she like her body's very bloated and there, there is some yeah. water thing there, but you just don't know exactly what it is. So, so right. does Connie come before or after is like the implication that they drowned Connie instead of the, the little kid or is it like a, they spared the kid and they're like, well, we need somebody. Right. Yeah, so... Uh, is that the implication? Well, so Connie... Yeah, the, the whole... The Connie stuff doesn't happen until, like, the morning after that. Okay. Like, okay. when she when she and uh, Simon are, are trying to leave. Um, so, yeah, I think they're just like, okay, well, we didn't get the kid, but this girl's leaving, so we might as well just throw her. Okay, gotcha. Um, okay. That's the only, like, scene scene that was added. Um, uh, the rest are just, like, extended... Um, scenes there's an extended fight between josh and christian when christian tells josh that he's going to do the thing um there's a little Didn't don't need that. that there's there's um uh i th- i think it's funnier i think it, the director's cut is funnier than um the theatrical cut but i don't know that i ever needed midsummer to be funnier right um what else it says yeah. that i i i the subreddit says that uh they show an extended – or they show a longer conversation between Christian and uh, Siv yes. about Maya yeah. that makes clear that this was not a drugging and raping, that Christian was like, yo, I'm trying to smash. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so my, my – you know, my theory was that – from the cut, my theory was that it wasn't rape and that he was bad about it. He was definitely bad about it because his only concern – Okay. About like having sex with this girl. And by the way, in the director's cut, they throw out that she's 15. Oh, Christian. See, yeah. Again, now the, now the deserve to die thing. When, when Pele is like, Oh, she has been given permission to, you know, she's been, uh, she had, she had her big, whatever. And Christian's like, what's that? He's like, Oh, she's allowed to like mate. Um, and then he goes, you know, at 15, that's horrifying. So I don't know if I like, love that because I like like the blurring the lines between like, did they deserve it or did they not? Or like, like I like the discussion about, well, he's not necessarily like a terrible, like person who deserves that. You can kind of see where he's coming from. But as soon as you bring in like, kind of right, right. Yeah. I also saw that, uh, there's way more blood on the penis, correct? I guess so. That's what people were saying, but I was like, there was blood on the penis before. That's right. So the the on the the subreddit, it was saying like, this is new. This is new. I didn't read any of the Connie stuff because I wanted the explanation uh, from you. But it said it's like also when he runs out, there's blood on his penis, which is realistic. And I was like, yeah, bro, that so, was in the original one. I do, I do hope that it was less uh, because that means that somebody had to literally go in and post-production and edit out uh, and a lot of time lives. working on that, <laughs> yeah. that penis. I don't, blood like, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I think it's the same, like it, that looked the same to me. Um, 
yeah, I read a thing where like a, a uh, and I think this came from um, a somebody who reviewed the um, the screening that they had in New York, like sort of the one time screening that was had um, like a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, one of the critics that reviewed that was like, and now there's blood on the penis. And I was like, no, there was always blood on the penis. Like, um, it's like, you dummy, weren't you looking at the penis the whole time? The blood was yeah, already there. Um, yeah, so so I think what happened is maybe he only seen the theatrical cut once and then saw the director's cut and was like, no, 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 no. I've seen the theatrical cut three times. I can tell you every difference. Um, Noob. Uh, so yeah, some, uh, some extended scenes. So that scene gets extended and basically his big concern to Ziv is... Uh, that Danny doesn't find out. Man, he sucks and is like a criminal. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, well, I, you know, he's like, I'm with Danny, and she's like, oh, Danny will never find out. And also, you're just approved to mate. You're not approved. Uh, you wouldn't be approved for marriage. Great. Uh, right. That makes it so much like, better. Can't marry someone who's on fire. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think basically she's just like, yeah, this is a total like fucking black widow praying mana situation. We are going to kill you after, uh, after this. Um, <laughs> it also became more clear to me that what's Pele's best friend's name? Uh, Ingvar. Ingvar. It became very clear to me that Ingvar was Really gunning for Connie to be the make one. Oh, I like that. Uh, and I don't, I don't think it's from anything that got added. It's just something that that like I had been noticing a few times, and I was like, oh, this is clearly the case. Because um, there's a line in the theatrical cut that's also in this one where like uh, Connie and Simon and Ingvar are all like walking with uh, Danny and Christian, and it's the scene Christian like misdates their relation, misdates him and Danny's uh, relationship where he's just like, oh, we've been together three and a half years. And she's like, bitch, it's been four. Um, so it's in that scene. And uh, Ingvar's like, um, oh, well, funny story is Connie and I used to date. And Connie goes, no, we didn't. We went on one date and I didn't even know it was a date. Um, and then Simon says, uh, oh, funny enough, uh, uh, we're going to get Ingvar to officiate our wedding. <laughs> and he's like, oh, really? And Simon just goes, no. So there's clearly like uh, like antagonistic relationship between them, which I which I enjoy, but it's like, okay, so obviously Ingvar is gunning for your girl, and you know he is. Right, where, where Simon is clearly like, we're friends with Ingvar, but like he's like my dumb idiot friend and I don't take him sorry like I, I think that he's inferior to me and Ingvar's like yo I got plans yeah I, I like that I, I like the idea of like like sort of like a rivalry between May Queen like because it's like this honor that you brought the next May Queen to the festival that's right so Ingvar really loses because he yeah. dies <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't get his May Queen so yeah so there you go yeah I think um yeah, I think the I think the reason that Pele doesn't die is because he brings Nayquin. So Pele's got to be a legend over there. They're like, yo, you found Mark and the May Queen? How the <laughs> hell? You found the stupidest person that's yep. ever existed and this dope-ass May Queen? I like it. I, I really, really like that because it adds another layer where it's like, okay, this is like a competition where if you find the May Queen, you basically get to survive. And it's like a game of life or death, which for even like the people, the, the people even like in the, the yeah. cult. 
so overall, did you like the movie uh, more or less as uh, the director's cut or the theatrical cut? I liked it less. Okay. Nice, because the length isn't necessarily a virtue. I think the theatrical cut makes things a little more mysterious. Um, yes. And I like that. And I think making Christian like a complete piece of shit from the very beginning of the movie um, is detrimental. Uh, it doesn't make it's detrimental. I think it explains too much because already like, I hope he dies first. Um, Where I'm like the theatrical cut, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Your boyfriend's kind of a dick. Um, but also like maybe, you know, like, you know, he's having to deal with, maybe he's just, well, he's having to deal with her situation too, where, so you give him a little bit of leeway of just like, I, I don't know how I would be if my fucking girlfriend's sister killed her parents. True. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I think it's not as good to, that they explained everything as much as they did. Um, I like the cuts that were made. I like the fact that you don't know if it was Danny that made Christian invite her to Sweden. Yeah. Because you don't, you like, you know, that fight gets cut off and the next thing, you know, the next scene is just him going, she's coming to Sweden with us. And it's like, Oh, how did this happen? Like, um, so you don't know if she made him or he, he, he made the call. Um, so yeah, no, I like the I like the theatrical cut. Yeah, not every movie needs to be two hours and forty minutes long. How often do you talk to Finn? Uh, zero amounts of times. Well, I'll tell you what. If I don't know, like if Finn was there, I would say put him on the phone so we can tell him that it chapter two being two hours and forty nine minutes long is not what we're trying to do. Okay, I'll, I will let him know to the next time I see him. Thank you very much. We saw that and we're like, who can we complain to? Friggin' Randy. <laughs> because your fault that it, it, it chapter two is three hours. Have you guys seen it yet? No, I am. Okay. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I am dreading it. I don't want to see a three hour movie. I'm not dreading it, but I am. I'm irked that it has the balls to be two hours and 49 minutes. That is a good way of putting it. Well, apparently, there's a whole bunch of recapping of the first one. That's no, like, unnecessary. We're not we seeing the second it. one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the uh, fuck are you doing? I saw the first one. And I feel like, like Stranger Things does recaps that are like three minutes long for yes. the whole season. You yes. can't do that three minutes for the first movie. No, it has lost the goodwill that it gotten got from the first movie, not include including the orgy scene. Apparently, there's just a bunch of flashbacks throughout the movie going back to like the first movie, and it's just like... Well, I think that you have to do that, because then you get to build the kids. Well, yeah. Well, you know, the kids came... They, they, they came back and filmed stuff, and apparently they had to do, like, de-aging on them. Really? Yeah. Wow. Ooh, okay. Which seems, like, completely unnecessary. <laughs> For, like, 15-year-olds. Like, how, like how, how, how much did your budget just go up because you did this? Yeah, I was gonna. This movie is just like film gluttony. It's way too long. They're doing freaking special effects you don't need. Yeah. What the hell, man? I guess when your $20 million movie makes $400 million, the next movie, they're just like, do whatever you want. I was gonna say, like, can I be like an extra in that shit and make, like, I don't know, $4,000 for the day? (laughs) Well, what they should have done is they should have casted somebody as a child. 
who had no uh, no chance of growing over the two years in which they were making the second one, in which case I would have been a perfect child to be in it number Hell one. Hell yeah, you could have could have made a lot I've of done money. zero aging in the past two years and zero growing. So uh, your mistake, your loss, it. And you're also a perfect child. Sorry about the audio quality on that. Uh, there was just a... Uh... It sounded bad, and uh, there was nothing we could do about it, but whatever. You got us, and you got Randy, so it's it's not about the quality of the audio. It's about uh, protein, and protein is such an important part, of, important part of a healthy lifestyle, whether you're trying to build muscle, lose weight, or get your nutrition on track, but with hundreds of crazy brands out there, it can be impossible to find a protein with clean ingredients that you know is right for your body and your goals and tastes great. That's why we're so glad we discovered... Gainful. They deliver personalized protein powder straight to your door. And when I say personalized, I do mean personalized. There's a cool quiz that you can take. I took it to find out which protein blend was best for me. It was really quick, only took a few minutes. They asked about my body type, about my fitness goals, dietary restrictions. And that's an issue that I have because with a lot of these things, I do have some uh, like just allergies and stuff where I'm, I don't know what I'm getting myself into when I take these things. So I generally don't take them, and that's why uh, my body continues to stink. But Gainful allows me to use something that I know what I'm putting in my body. I took the quiz. I got to choose flavors as a result. Did of, you answer uh, to every question on the quiz? Did you answer just like, why are you asking? Yeah. Is it, what's your body type? Why? I was like, who wants to know? Is this online? <laughs> why? Uh, and they, they got some cool flavors. I got strawberry milkshake and peanut butter cup. Gainful Damn. sent me the powder. It, it even says it says my name on the box. Uh, you can add it right to your daily routine. It tastes amazing. You can switch up the flavors. I like to go back and forth between them. You don't want to do the same thing the flavors all are the dope. time. I got yeah. cookies and cream. Yeah. Uh, and uh, cookies and cream. And I forget what the other one was, but they're, like, they're, their flavors are real intriguing, especially for protein. Yeah. What's cool about Gainful, you also get free unlimited one-on-one access to your very own registered dietitian. It is quite neat. So we really want to get uh, you to get your own personalized protein powder from Gainful. So we've arranged a special offer for our listeners. Get $15 off your first month of personalized protein power, but only when you go to Gainful.com slash brunch. That's G-A-I-N-F-U-L dot com slash brunch. Don't wait. Go to Gainful.com slash brunch for our special offer. I'll tell you what, man. I was slurring words in that read, not because I'm drunk, haven't even had a drop in days not, not to, to brag. brag i'm uh, just tired this is a th- this is the third part of this episode yeah. we recorded the beginning in my place and then we did the randy thing and uh the, the randy thing had some speed bumps audio wise as you could hear so we had to uh work around that and now we're doing this th- little third part of the we, episode i know this is i mean uh, to, to our credit like we're putting in the work for I'll, you guys. We're, we're we're grinding. We're grinding, but I feel like we have to grind. Oh, and also, Ed, oh, let me tell you, if you if as we're recording this, I've yet to finish editing the Randy part, but there was so many things that went wrong with that audio wise that his audio ended up being uh, like sped up and shorter than ours, so you couldn't you can't even sync up the two to have the conversation. So you, like manually, you have to do question answer question answer and then there was a lot of times it just like 
We had to try out a new program because fucking uh, we usually do our remote ep- remote uh, audio stuff through like Google Hangouts, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube Live events or whatever. They apparently just decided to cancel that for whatever reason. Doesn't exist anymore. No pun intended. Yes, yes. <laughs> Again, we're tired. Um, all right. So I don't know. This is so when when I do the uh, the 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 tiers, I'm talking about actual quality of songs like which what what are the best songs what are the best productions and stuff this is more of like just a favorites right. thing i would say uh it's our greatest hits like right, we, like we, it's we our, built this up as like, like when we're listening hits. to taylor swift what do we want to hear right it's like it's brunch's greatest pr- brunch presents taylor swift's greatest hits nice uh so now we own the masters to taylor swift <laughs> yes yes that uh she could have just bought herself but said she let somebody else buy it and then man i'll say Maybe it's because I'm tired. Like people who blindly followed along th- to that, like just like Google it for a second. She just <laughs> chose to not cut that check, and then was pissed that it. She was like, "All right, I'll let it go to somebody else." And then it went to somebody that she didn't like. It's like, when and then she was like, yeah. "Oh well, now this sucks." I'm yeah, like, Yo, it's, it's cut like the when check. you. It's like when you let a player go to free agency and he ends up signing with like your rival. Right, you, you don't get to be like, like how, how dare, dare you? Go to that, right? It's like, yo, you said you weren't going to <laughs> yeah. sign them. What do you think? Like there were twenty nine other teams, and now she's just deciding that she's going to just recreate that player. That's you hear uh, that? yeah, that, that that that's actually been done before. Uh, Sticks did that with um, when they released their greatest hits. They uh, Tommy Shaw wasn't on the original recording of Lady, and because of a contractual thing, it was like if you're putting if you guys are putting this out, it has to be. It can't be stuff with the other people. So they had to uh, do... Uh, th- there's Lady and there's Lady 95. And Lady 95 is as close a per- like perfect remake of Lady as they could make. Do you and think that'll happen with Taylor Swift? Swift? I mean, yeah, she's going to. She's yeah, she's. But do you think that it'll, it'll like be like almost exact carbon copy stuff? Because I mean, she oh, gets, she can afford you've got it, whoever. right. Yes, you yeah, like they, she's got the the resources, and certainly. Uh, I was gonna say the like technology that, exists. I was gonna say that could be like a win win for for like us the fans because you don't lose the old stuff, right? And you kind of get like a annoying. different it's version. Be, no, I think it'll be the it'll be it'll the sound exact exactly same. the same. Damn, um, that's annoying. Yeah, I think that uh, maybe maybe the vocals will be a little more perfect sounding, but other than that, I would say that they'll probably uh, make it exactly the same. Which is it's going to be tough to keep track of because there's that that those other versions are still going to exist. They're still right. going to be out there. So I don't know if she'll do like the like uh, you belong with me twenty one. Or something like 20, that. 22, 21. That could be real confusing. Yeah. Well, which which albums was this for? Was this? Is it for? I think it's like her for almost whole everything. Discography. Like, yeah. I think yeah. No, it's, no, it's no. Everything she did on Big Machine, right? Right. So everything she did on Big Machine, I th- and I think that that was uh, the the first four. Yeah. Um, so l- let's let's just start naming songs. I'll tell you. I think we're, we're, we we want to do like a draft style, right? Basically, we can just go back and forth. Yeah. Put them on list. Yeah, because I think that makes it more interesting. Because I want to see like. I want you to like pick like your number one, pick your number two. I don't really have yeah. I don't have much of an order. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can you can basically pick which ones you want from the fifteen or whatever that you right. that you have like in order of importance. I'm I guess. mostly I'm mostly going to be uh, chronological, but all right, that's fine. Because uh, go. like that, that's just like music wise. I always like rifle through okay. shit in order. That's fine. All right. Uh, you want to go first? 
Sure, and I'll tell you, I don't care about Taylor Swift's first three albums, generally. Yeah, me neither, I, honestly. Uh, I, and I, I know a lot of people who are big Taylor Swift stands, and when we talk about Taylor Swift, they'll say, oh, well, like, what's your what favorite album? What's your favorite thing from, like, Fearless? And Fearless is good. Um, it's, like, I just I didn't have much interest until she started working with Max Martin. So, um, but I will put uh, the, the early stuff. Uh, one of my favorite early songs of hers is Mean. Yeah, it's a, I, I knew that Mean was going to yeah. come off the board uh, on y- your end. I, I like Mean, but you you constantly like push Mean, mean rules up cause, because Mean gets a lot of like of a bad rap as like an immature, stupid song. Well, which, all of those songs are really immature, and I think that people uh, people overlook that they are like, oh well, she was young, and uh, this it's like relatable for a young person and stuff. Well, so is being a stupid little annoying twerp, and that's what Mean is. <laughs> yeah, I, and I like Mean. I think it's uh, I like that you, that you have it. Yeah. Um, my first pick, I'm gonna go uh, Style because I think Style is like the perfect pop song and uh, best song off of her best album, 1989. Cool. I'll uh, go. You belong with me. There are only really. Th- Three songs that I three early songs that I necessarily want to have on this. Okay, and All that's right. two of the three. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with another 1989 song, uh, "Blank Space." Just a very, very good song there. Yeah, I also that's there is a there's like a 80s style remix uh, or like basically like it lays over like a new track with the with the the lyrics and stuff. I think I like that version better. It's on YouTube somewhere. You can find oh, it. Oh, I remember like, that, yeah. It is so, so good. It's like a synth wave blank space. But uh, blank space is still a great song, as it is. I'm going to make that my second pick. All right. Now I'm going... Now that I'm... Uh, oh, no. Actually, all I'm going to do today was a fairy tale. That was a single uh, before... Wow. I think before Red. I think it was... Yeah, before Red. I think that's like a... That's sort of like a sleeper pick. I, I love that. That's one. Of, that's one of my favorite... Like. Taylor Swift country pop song. I don't think that uh, that song registers for like a lot of people. Like if you just had people rifle through Taylor Swift songs that they know, today's a fairy tale probably wouldn't be on a lot of people's minds. Good ass song. It's very good. I like it. Uh, gonna go uh, another recent song, and maybe it's recency bias, but "Delicate" is fucking awesome, and I think that's one of her better songs, better pop songs. Yeah. So, so like I, f- I feel like. So you you going out of order makes us like like we're working backwards. So it doesn't matter because we're gonna have to uh, sequence them anyway. So yeah, that's good. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, if we did leave it as is, this would be like a very. It would be like a nice little a little back look. and forth. Also, right. just like a nice little look at how jarring it would be. Like wh- how ta- how much Taylor Swift has like right? Sort if you of go from like old to new, yeah. old to new. Um, all right, now that we're in the uh, the the red world, I knew you were trouble, an obvious one. Ah, I don't like that song. Oh, that's a great song. I really don't like that song, and I know that I'm in the unpopular opinion there because a lot of people seem to love that song. A lot of people love Red, and I wasn't the biggest. Red's red fan. awesome. Yeah, Red might Red's. I'm not positive it's my favorite album of hers, but really? it's uh, it's up there. Damn, I, I I don't think that you're you're definitely not alone there. But like, oh yeah, like I was crazy about Red. Love Red. Um, I'm gonna go with a, uh, and this is probably one that that sort of classifies as a, a deep cut for for some people is uh, Dear John. 
Yeah, Dear John. A, yeah, it's, I don't care about that song. Really? It's stupid. Maybe it's because I love John Mayer so much. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like that song. I think it's great. All right. I love 22. I 22 is... It's fun. It's... It's like stupid. Yeah, it's 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 terrific. Love the chorus. Love the just good stuff. Uh, I'm gonna go here with. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm feeling these. Uh, these sort of deep cut sort of like surprises. I'm gonna go with New Romantics. New Romantics is a great it's song. Very, very good. Not even on 1989's. Right. Uh, it's for like Silver regular. Springs of 1989. Yes, yeah. it's the deluxe. I, I'm glad that you brought up Silver Springs because I just want to go off on a little tangent. I, I like. I fell into a Silver Springs wormhole this week uh, in the wee hours of of one of these mornings, and I went to the Silver Springs uh, Wikipedia page. And I learned a lot of new facts. Like it's about I did Silver Spring, Maryland. So it's about Silver Spring, Maryland. Yeah, yeah. and like they were just driving yeah, on the they, highway, and she was like, "Wow, that's a nice sounding it's thing. A nice name. Yeah, I'm gonna name the song after it. And uh, it's like about her. It's like a, basically like a response to "Go Your Own Way." Yeah, I didn't realize that. I don't know if it's like a direct response because I think that those songs are being written at the same time. But uh, it was, but it was her, sort of like, like a call and response. Sort it of. It was right. Like, that, that, that that was his breakup. Song song to her and this was her breakup song yeah and that was the b-side to go your own way uh when they when they actually did release it as a single and uh i can't believe it didn't make the album what the fuck that was very stupid is that the best song that has never made like oh yeah unbelievable album (laughs) yes yeah um all right so you went new romantics uh do i have anything else off of Red, uh, okay, we're at 1989-ville, so I'm going to go with uh, one of the best songs, if not the best song on that album, uh, I Know Places. Just a one of my favorite one of my favorite pop songs of the last 10 years that is such high praise i don't even know and what that. it's so what's so impressive about it is um that it's it's just a very very smart clever song uh if you read the thing i wrote about it on the it with the 1989 tears it never it never goes to the tonic the the one chord the 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 chord of the key of that song it doesn't go to it until the chorus so you never really have your footing of the song until it gets to the chorus and it just kind of moves around it and it's just like very unsettling and it's very interesting so i saw that taylor and ryan tedder wrote it and i don't i'm not a big uh i'm not a big what's what's their name one republic one republic guy so i don't know how good a songwriter ryan tedder is but i have a pretty good grasp of what taylor swift had been as a songwriter and it's like very very uh simple stuff so i was like oh man this ryan tedder guy must be a genius and (laughs) then when she put out like the the memos of like how she wrote the songs and everything yeah she had it completely written like she totally did that all herself yeah i'm like man like she that that is what that is no one will even talk about that but that is just like a crowning taylor swift achievement so like i think we've talked about this before but like if you have if you somehow have not gotten into like the deluxe version of 1989 it is 
absolutely worth it. One because New Romantics is like one of the best songs on and that because album. It's the it's same price thing. as all the other things, <laughs> yeah. which is free on your phone <laughs> right. because you have streaming. Right. And like it has one of the best songs on the album if in the deluxe version. And also it has like these little n- notes, like recording type things of like the process of making the album mm-hmm. and like these uh, like Taylor Swift basically just speaking about the album. And some of them are very interesting. It's cool. Yeah. What do you got next? Uh, this is a tough. Uh, this is a tough one. I don't know where I want to go here, but um, uh, I'm gonna go love story. I think that's a it's oh, one nice. of her uh, her classics and just like just a, just a nice little pop song. Yeah, kind of a, a stupid song, but it's fine. I like it. I like to, right. to sing along with it's it nice with at, the, at the concert song. and everything. Um, I was thinking about like our song for other ones I would consider for the early stuff. Like the the only ones yeah. that I was considering for the early stuff were "Me and You Belong with Me," uh, "Today Was a Fairy Tale." Those are three that we're definitely making anyway. Especially "Today Was a Fairy Tale." But of the other ones, I was like, "Should have said no." Or our song would be the other two that would make it. But I don't necessarily need to put those two on the list. Uh, so we're still in nineteen eighty nine, Ville. I'll go with uh, the best bad song ever in Shake It Off. No I don't know if it's necessarily the, the, the best bad song because there are a lot of really good bad songs, but Shake It Off is Damn, just I, a, a I can't party believe, of a bad song. I can't believe you went with that. Like, Possibly. Not her worst song because she has bad songs that, are, that have no not. redeeming qualities, yeah. but this is like the ultimate bad dance party. It's like it's an accomplishment to make a song like a bad song that pops so hard so totally <laughs> totally um yeah i'm gonna people go, overuse earworm yeah but that's, that's the, that the applies to that song it, yeah. yeah uh i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with teardrops on my guitar because like yeah. that was like my introduction nice, to, nice bad pick yeah, yeah it's nice like my introduction pick. to taylor swift and uh i i just feel like it has to be on this list somewhere so i'll be the guy who bites the bullet and takes that one like it's not a bad song but i could definitely I don't know if I I don't know if I want to say I could live without it, but I feel like it needs to be on here because oh, it's my introduction. Each and every day of my life, I <laughs> live without it. I live without it. Um, let's see. Okay, I'm gonna go to the to to Reputationville and do one of uh, the the more fun and some of the ones that that you've named, like New Romantics and uh, Blank Space. I, w- I, w- I obviously would would put on here, but. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back to back bad songs and uh, look what you made me do. Love it. Jesus. That is. Love it. Wow. I think I came around on look what you made me do before. And a lot of people just never came around on look what you made me do. But I I, I came around on look what you made me do. I think pretty quick I, I would love to like to be able to go back in time and like go to the podcast oh i thought go- it was horrifying yeah bad. right yeah. and i would love to go to us like as we we're recording that podcast and like the reaction to that song and be like hey just so you know one day a year down the line yeah we're gonna make a taylor swift's greatest hits album and look what you made me do is gonna be on it i, I want to see how, ju- we, how we would react dude you're looking at the godfather of the taylor swift rollout scam i would say oh i bet you i'll love this song within a week uh, but i know that it's a bad song yeah you'll also be like yeah well like two years ago i also said that i didn't like ice cream and look where we are now so right, yeah. we come around on everything so. no I'm ass deep in ice cream <laughs> um 
All right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do the first lover song here, and I'm gonna do "Cruel Summer" just to piss you off. Not just to piss you off. I love "Cruel Summer." Nice. So I'm gonna go "Cruel Summer." Uh, let's see. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things. Wow, I didn't like that song at all. That song, I love that song. Man, Man. I, I'm telling you, I, I like "Reputation." I mean, I like "Reputation" too, but that I definitely wouldn't like. I forget that song exists. Yeah, there's a lot of songs on Reputation that that I think people thought were going to do more than they did, like Dress and Dancing with Our Hands Tied. I think didn't pe- love everybody either. forgot about those right away. Yeah. And I love those songs. Yeah, I, I didn't love either one of those. Uh, I would say off of Reputation, what other ones? Are from, I don't think any anything other than uh, Reputation I would like go crazy about. I love Delicate, but like I liked the album as a whole. I just don't think that it had like the peaks that a lot of other Taylor Swift albums had. Yeah, I uh, it like I said, a lot of songs that you really like, but that people kind of forgot about, like Dancing with Our Hands Tied, Dress, Endgame was okay. Like I loved This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things, uh, and then yeah, after Look What You Made Me Do, there's kind of that drop off to I did something bad. Like I liked Getaway Car, like the, like when the album came out, but like I don't need Getaway Car. Get, getaway Car, I was like, this, it was I, very. It, it, it was just it was just so the same thing as uh, what's it called Out of the Woods that I was like, yeah, biddies are gonna love this, <laughs> and uh, and guess who's not? All right, what do you have next? Uh, I'm gonna go here, uh, slow it down a little bit. I love White Horse. Okay. Uh, from the early days and you know it's a very like stripped down basic song but uh I really like it and uh, we there's not a lot like it on this list so I'm going to put it on here. Lover. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. How many are we at right now? This 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 12 13 14 or 8 19 i believe this is 19 do a few more all right um you know what let's go with uh let's go with sparks fly i like that song yeah um it's just like a nice little fun uh fun light pop song i'll tell people uh and this is spoiled i told you i was going in order so uh all too well is not going on here i know people love it uh it's it falls into the taylor swift one five six four. You heard one. You heard them all. Don't need it. So sorry to the uh, all too well devo devotees. Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Ooh, Prince. Okay, all right. I like that. Now I think want want to do like one more. Sure. Uh, all right. Let's do one more. And this is where it gets really... I have a couple that I think I want to put on. Like, there's our song, and I feel like our song should be on there. But I don't know if I want to put it on. Ah, shoot. You know what? I'm going to stay true to myself. And and I think that our song should be on there, but I'm not going to put it on there because... I like uh, from 1989. I like all you had to do was stay. I think that's yeah, such a that's a good fun song. fucking song, uh, and just 
Like it, it appeals to all of my interests. I know that other people may not love it as much, but I fucking love that song. It's so much fun. No, yeah, that's a good song. Uh, I was going to do uh, London Boy because it's I just love it so much. But I'm gonna go with a different one off of Lover, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Wow. So now we've got roughly twenty songs, something. I'm just going to say, I don't think people are going to be interested in hearing us sequence it. Yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, I we don't can think do it so ourselves either. I think, we're gonna it do, I think we say, uh, go, we'll, uh, we'll share the link and stuff. You can see how we sequ- sequenced it. Okay. We don't have to offer up like a, a song by song explanation while, as we work through it. But that'll be like, the, that'll be a nice little like, hey, go check, go see how we sequenced it. So that's it. It's mean style. You belong with me. Blank space. Today was a fairy tale. Delicate. I knew you were troubled. Dear John, 22. New romantics. I know places. Love story. Shake it off. Teardrops in my guitar. Look what you made me do. Cruel summer. This is why we can't have nice things. White horse lover. Sparks fly. Miss Americana and the heartbreak prince. All you had to do is stay. And death by a thousand cuts. Uh, we are going to go see it part two so no episode for the next five weeks because that's how long it takes to see that long ass movie fix it thank you I got my brand new C-Con 